0: You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org.
1: This is the audio version of a blog recently posted at cornfieldtheology.com. Subscription to a Confession Part 4 of 4, Series Introduction Recently, I've been posting why Redemption Hill Church is confessional. The term confessional has lost its luster over the last 100 years, but prior, most churches held to a confession of faith. I attempt to show in these blog posts the value of confessions and why a local church should be confessional. This blog is part 4 of 4. These four blogs on confessionalism are about, number one, the nature of confessionalism, two, the parameters of confessionalism, three, a vision of confessionalism, and four, this blog, a subscription to a confession. If you are new to confessionalism, or the term is foreign, and that's okay, the purpose of cornfieldtheology.com is to introduce people to new concepts, terms, and theological ideas these four blogs on confessionalism have been adapted from a paper i submitted to the elders of trinity fellowship churches in preparation for theology day before our general assembly this fourth blog post is on subscription to a confession of faith if a local church pastor is a part of a denomination that holds to a confession of faith then to what degree is the confession affirmed taught and defended Subscription to our Confession In confessional denominations, one of the most debated issues is about subscription. But what is subscription? Marion webster offers a helpful definition here. Subscription is the act of signing one's name, as in attesting or witnessing a document. And it is the acceptance of an ecclesiastical articles of faith attested by the signing of one's name. Here's the question at hand. To what degree should an elder or eldership subscribe to a denomination's confession of faith? A too-loose subscription will result in a confession being rendered useless. What is the point of ascribing to a confession or statement of faith if you're unwilling to affirm, teach, or defend it? There will not be unity but pragmatism in the local church and across a denomination. But... The aim of a collection of churches is to be united on doctrine. As I've said in previous blogs on confessionalism, uniting around a person is unsustainable. Trying to unite around methodology will not last. Uniting around a vision is great until the vision changes and not everyone is on board with the change. Uniting around culture has the potential to be toxic, but uniting around truth can last generations. Uniting with truth means churches in a denomination should strive for a subscription where an exception to the stated confession of faith is difficult to achieve. How does an elder or eldership determine the balance between robust subscription and the potential to make an exception? Holiday Inn Express it is not enough to stay at a Holiday and Express to sort out the nature of subscription. It's time to call in an expert. In Confessional Subscription, Its Terms and Types, Robert Gonzalez offers a helpful point of departure. He shares six different types of levels of subscription. Here they are in order of tightest to loosest subscription. Number one, Absolute Subscription. Number two, historical subscription. Number three, full or strict subscription. Number four, system subscription. Number five, substance of the evangelical faith subscription. And number six, substance of the Christian faith. I'll refer you to Gonzalez for all of his definitions to his terms. But maximizing long-term unity, I mean long-term unity here, requires the tightest subscription possible. However, it might be wise to allow an elder or eldership to make an exception. Sometimes the ideal is not achievable, but we can get close to the ideal. Here are a few broad rules to follow when a denomination allows an exception. Number one, it must be difficult for an exception to be granted. number two, an exception should not be granted if it contradicts the denomination's values. Number three, An exception should not be granted if the exception can create disunity. And number four, an exception cannot be made to primary doctrines. Primary doctrines. Think about justification by faith alone as an example. Local church unity. The principles in a confessional denomination should extend to leadership in the local church. Uniting around the truth of God's word Is vastly more important than any other factor. Uniting around truth does not dismiss nuance or additional qualification, but it fosters ongoing dialogue. When truth is the unifying factor, the door is swung wide open for personal theological growth. Membership in Doctrine. Because this blog is primarily for the local church and not the denomination, I want to provide an additional qualification about the relationship between doctrine and membership. So the question on the table is this, must a person subscribe to the confession of faith to be a member? The short answer is no. Traditionally, elders subscribe to the church's confession of faith. Practically, it's up to the elders to teach their members the confession of faith The baseline for membership is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then the shared commitments of the church. Now, every church will move the membership line according to their preferences, but the standards for elders and church members are different.